How's the Christmas planning and all that going? Oh, man. <laughs> Christmas? You, what's that? Do you guys do... Do you do Santa? Not, no, not like... Not, not the commercialized not the version of... Yeah, not in the household. Um, it was kind of funny. We uh, did uh, a a St. Nicholas thing. So, so Anna... We gave we gave one gift early to the kids, and we did it kind of based around Saint Nicholas because he's the actual Santa, Santa Claus. Correct. Yeah. Um, and we showed him showed him a, a video, and I knew it as soon as we started watching. I was like, "This is produced by Roman Catholics," which was fine to a certain extent. <laughs> then it was sure. like, Ugh. but um, it, it did tell the story of Saint Nick, and that was that was fine. So. We gave him a gift on that day because we had to give it to Anna because her gift was to go to the Nutcracker. Oh, nice! Yeah, and it did was you guys the, take her or did just Rachel take her? Just Rachel took her. Okay, watch, watch the kids, the other two. Um, so yeah, she that's really a good enjoyed it. mom and daughter experience for them. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So yeah, now I've got. I, li- a- I, I like going to the theater. I love it. Mm-hmm. I've been to a few musicals. Yeah. I love it. That was so uh, over Thanksgiving. It's got a brain. I think I may have shared this, but we uh, showed them for the first time The Sound of Music. No, and... I've actually never seen that. Oh, really? Wow. No, That's... I probably should see it. Uh, it's, it's Jack it, would probably, it's, it's a musical, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack would probably really like it. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's good. And it's an interesting, I mean, the, cause it's set during World War II. And so there's that's kind of in the background. Yeah. And then, I mean, it is again Roman Catholic. So, all right, you just got to be. What's with you promoting the old church tonight? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was like because she's a nun, the main character. Yeah. And she, she's. <laughs> how do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> and, and then so they they send her out of the the abbey. Um, and anyways, and, and, and it's, it's a good story. Um, but like I said, World War II, like is in, in the background. So that makes it interesting, um, in, in that regard. But yeah, uh, we showed it to the kids and. Did they like uh, it? They, they enjoyed it. Yeah. Were they, so. was their attention held? Yeah. Now. Simeon probably not. It's, yeah. Sim was kind of like. I mean, when they were singing, he was kind of fine. But when they were just yeah. kind of like doing whatever, he's like, uh, uh. Um, but Anna really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was good. Um, so that was, so to go back to the question about Christmas planning, so that was part of it. But mm-hmm. in terms of like, and, and, and doing like Santa and stuff, we don't do it in the house. Uh, our, my, Parents kind of do it, but they don't. I don't know. I mean, it's you. So you you don't take your kids to see Santa or anything. No. Yeah. Well, we do because apparently we're heathens, or at least you know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. To ease it, all right. Like yeah. But so what we've done? uh, Because I told you we were doing an Advent thing. Man, I tell you what. These last like this last week, I have been gospel parenting like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) Man, oh my gosh, like. 
like I had a very stern conversation with Jack because he's he gets frustrated with his emotions and his first thought is to hit yep. whatever is in front of him. Yep. Sometimes that's me. And I'm like, listen, buddy, like I understand you're frustrated, but you got to be careful who you hit because one day you're going to hit the wrong person. Yeah. Right. Like, and we have to find a better way to handle our emotions. Yeah. Well, this past Sunday, he, his sit, we have a, like a, we have a, a swing in the basement that's, mm-hmm. you know, into the, the rafters and they can just swing. Right. Yeah. Well, they build a platform and then they swing off of it. And Nora did that and she accidentally like bumped into him. But she knows she's not supposed to do. She was wrong. And Jack just hauled off and he like hit her in the back like super hard. Wow. And we've had conversations with him like you do not hit your sister. Like that is unacceptable. Not allowed. Like boys do not hit girls. Right. Our job is to protect, right? And I'm, I've, I've taught him that since she was born. Our job is to protect her. Our job is to protect her. And I've had the conversation. If it comes to it, if you're not going to protect her, then I'm going to have to be the one that protects her from you. And he's like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, right? So I shouted on mm-hmm. purpose. It was like in a classroom when you need to get everybody's attention. It's like that oh, yeah. shock factor. I wasn't mad. Oh, yeah. I wasn't like... I wasn't losing my mind, but I just raised my voice to the point that Jess was upstairs and it scared her. (laughs) Right. And I said, and so we get through this and it's later in the day, he gets his consequences and all that. And I'm talking, I'm like, listen, man, like you got to understand when you don't handle your emotions like that, this is like, this is sin. (laughs) Like you can tell your sister, you're sorry. You can tell me that you're sorry. You can tell your mom that you're sorry for the way you acted, and you should. But ultimately, the decision that you like you sinned against God, and that needs to be made. Like, so we had the whole repentance talk, and what does yeah. that like? It's been a very <laughs> emotional. Yeah. No. Like, and then, like That's... the next morning, and then like the next morning, he got this like attitude, or no, it was this. It was this morning. He got this attitude, and I go, Mm-mm, start over. I go, and again. That the attitude mm-hmm. that's sin because yeah. you're told to honor your father, honor your mother, and you are not right now. Yeah. That's sin against God. So you can apologize to me, but you better make sure that you also repent to God and take care of that. It's never in you, man. It's yeah. never. Well, and and that's like so that is that's always the thing that we make our kids do is you know, you have to say, I'm sorry, and then. The other person, I mean, we say, you know, okay, they said they're sorry. What do you do? Forgive them. Forgive. And yeah. Try to build that. Um, that yeah, we've been teaching our that. kids like, I'm sorry for, like, name yeah. the sin that you committed against right. them, and then will you forgive me? Yes. And then the other person responds in kind, right? Correct. Yeah. And which I think I, is important. Yeah. No, I, I think it is because that is that's how God treats mm-hmm. us when we say 100 percent you know i'm sorry god i failed as a father today mm-hmm. um, i failed at loving rachel the way i was supposed to as mm-hmm. her husband forgive me and his answer is i forgive you i love you and that's yeah. that's what we try to tell them. I, I had i was like listen repentance is basically saying sorry right like that's what repentance is but it means it doesn't mean saying sorry and then just doing doing it again yeah yeah 
it means doing it different, right? Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, he goes, you scared me earlier. And I said, good. <laughs> I'm not apologizing because I intended to scare you because I've yeah. had the conversation and I've gone over it. And, I'm, and you're like, you're six years old now, bud. You're starting to get yeah. bigger. You're starting to get stronger. And you're going to hurt somebody. Yeah. And I can't let you do that. Right. So if I scared you, good. Yeah. Because that was what I intended to do. Yeah. And, oh, man. And tonight we get to talk about joy. So let's jump right in. You ready to go with that? Absolutely. All right, here we go. What is going on, everybody? It is, as the title of this (laughs) podcast is, named... The season of joy. We are in Advent season. We are anticipating the celebrated birth of the risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which is coming up in a few weeks. And we do want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas for sure. But we wanted to talk tonight specifically about joy because on previous podcasts, specifically the Suffering Servants one, you can go check that out. We talked about how Christians base it's not even an emotion but their base foundation is joy Mm -hmm. but what does that really mean and so tonight we're going to dissect what does joy mean it's not happiness and we're going to make that distinction very clear right but let's talk about joy tonight how often when you are preaching because i I do this sometimes (laughs) do you say something and you go you know, joy is this thing, mm-hmm. and it's very indistinguishable or hard to define and put yeah. into practical terms. Yeah, uh, right. A lot, in fact. Right. Um, in fact, so I, I I preached a sermon yesterday, and it was on a text from it was on First Thessalonians five, and it just begins: rejoice always, <laughs> give thanks in all circumstances, right? Pray without ceasing. Right, and it was, and and part of it was, it, it especially in this Advent season, it's like what we were talking about, kind of off air. Like, there's so much stuff going on. It's like, so much. How do yeah. how do I even have time to rejoice? How do I even right. have time to pray? How do I even have time to give thanks? Um, but yeah, it, it it does become this this hard thing to pin down, in terms of like, this is it. But it's also, I mean, when we think about what joy is as a fruit of the spirit it's something that is there and mm-hmm. you you kind of you kind of just know it kind of feel it i mean that I, not to sound you know too ethereal with it but it, it's just it's this kind of state mm-hmm. and and that's and i think that's a big difference between happiness and joy is that this is just a a continual thing correct and i, I think too a lot of times in Christian circles, at least the ones that I run around in, it's almost like we talk about joy as if it's this thing that if you know, you know, but it's never mm-hmm. really like discussed. And so I text you on Sunday morning and I felt really bad about it because I was like, he's getting ready to go into church, but I've got to text him this or I'm going to yeah. forget yeah. that I have, you know, he's getting ready to leave this service. And, but I got, I got to text it to him because the night prior I had had a conversation with somebody 
and and we were I was able to 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 share the love of Jesus with them and all that and it was fantastic and um they talked about happiness and I go let's talk about happiness right and and then as we as I got into um I always get to my Sunday school class early um and I'm usually like reading my bible or another but like I I always carry my backpack with me at church it mm-hmm. cuz it's got the books that I'm reading, my Bible in it, and then it just makes it easier to carry things and Teddy after church, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, like, I'm always, and I was sitting there thinking, and I don't know what spurned it, but I was like, how would I define joy? Mm-hmm. And so I text you, and we've kind of been working on this definition of joy, and I, but I think this is scripturally based, the way that we need to define joy. Joy is not happiness. Right. And we're, we'll get into that distinction in a minute. But I want to start by saying this is what joy is. And we've kind of come to this conclusion that joy is the knowledge of or the trust in your hope secured. Yeah. It's a state of understanding that is the knowledge of and the trust in your hope secured, which automatically... Right makes it different than happiness. Yeah. But when we read Paul talking about rejoicing in our suffering and we talk and we read Peter talking about rejoicing though we face trials, right? And we right. read James saying when you fall into various temptations and trials, rejoice. Count it all joy. Yeah. Count it all joy. We can do that because of the knowledge and the trust in our hope that's secured. Yes. Absolutely. And and that's a I mean when we think about what, you know, kind of, I don't know if you call them Christian virtues, but definitely characteristics or attributes, mm-hmm. like joy should be one. Like we should be, of all people, the most joyous. And oh. it's kind of. It, but oftentimes kind of, we are not. Right. <laughs> no, you're, you're, we you're, are the grumpiest. <laughs> Correct. Um, but but there's a real sense of, and, and, and I, I really like that concept that you brought forward the hope secured yeah because it's like what what's what's left to be done right our eternity is secure our sins are forgiven it's like oh my goodness it it, it's actually good news right um you know evangelium right exactly so when you when you really start to take hold of that and you go oh yeah this is joyous Mm -hmm. um and even yeah, even in the times that are tough, uh, the times that are very tough, it is still this sense of, yeah, I've got, uh, I've, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where down in my heart? Yeah. yeah. And it's it is that state that is it, it, it is, and it's something that you can't really. Uh, well, I, I think that's the reason why you can't explain it. It's just simply, it's a gift from God, and it's it's the working of the Spirit in you. And it's the the uh, understanding and grasping of how good God is to you, and Correct. it just it just flows from that. And our, our our obviously our problem is that we get distracted from that, and we get you know we get busy, um, we get you know sidetracked with whatever's going on, or you know too caught up in the moment, or or our emotions get the best of us. And so that joy, it's never taken away from us uh, because God, God's, we can't, we're, I, I won't say it's never taken away from us, but it's, 
the joy that God gives can't be undone. It's like it's his work. He, it, that just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But we we remove ourselves from it. And, you know, that's uh, when when David prays in Psalm 51, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Yes. You know, that's that's where it, it kind of hangs on. And that's, uh, again, your phrasing of hope secured. Well, salvation is given to us. There's joy that emanates from that. And it's well, just. And and I even think too, to the um, the dedic- the temple dedicatory psalm in Psalm thirty that David wrote when he wanted to dedicate the temple, but then it ultimately becomes this psalm of thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? And he says in Psalm thirty that joy comes in, you know, the morning after he's gone through and and has has brought all the stuff. Like joy is like you said, it's a fundamental characteristic of what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, you can't. You can't you can't be a Christian without joy. <laughs> yeah. It's a fruit of the spirit and it's mm-hmm. something that should be in our lives. Now that doesn't mean that we have to walk around with a smile on our face all the time. Right. And it right. doesn't mean that circumstances can't be crappy because right. they can and we can mm-hmm. experience those emotions and understand those emotions, but what it does mean is that we can't let those situations define right. whether our hope is secured or not. Correct. Because ultimately, those circumstances that that occur, um, that that feel crappy and that that really suck in those moments, they're fleeting. Yep. Which is why Peter says in First Peter, though you experience trial for a little while, right. which is an undefined and undetermined amount of time. It could be five minutes. It could be fifty years. But yet we still rejoice. Why? Because we have a hope of an yep. inheritance that is undefiled and never fades away. It's imperishable, it's undefiled, and never fades away. And I think that if we can think with that kind of... Yeah. It, if we look beyond the edge of our nose, right, to, mm-hmm. in our circumstances, right. yes, this circumstance is right in front of my face, it sucks, but guess what? My hope is Correct. secured. Correct. Especially and... in this season right now where we are at. Because this is a season of joy. Yeah. And that is, so there, there are a couple things to, to, to take with it. And I'll, I'll start with first with, with the season of, of Advent. Um, it is a time of repentance, but there's also uh, joy in even, repentance. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And that was, it was something I, I preached about on Sunday uh, and kind of talking about the you don't come to church to be comfortable, but you do come to church to be comforted yes. uh, and, and comforted by God's word. And that's where you find uh, the joy is that this is your hope secured. This is uh, what God has done for you in Christ. This is what he has promised to you. And, and in fact, actually, in, in traditional churches, well, yeah, in, in churches that celebrate Advent, it typically will have a wreath, an Advent wreath in mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, you know, probably in their sanctuary or, or someplace. And on it, there'll be four candles and three of them are usually one color. They're either blue or they're purple, depending on which one. But one of them is always pink or rose, if you want to be technical, but it's, it's, it's a different color. And that uh, one is lit always in the third Sunday of, of Advent. And that Sunday was known again in the like kind of ancient or, you know, historical church, not all the way back to the apostles, but, you know, the historical church, probably 
seventh century or so, uh, that Sunday was known as Gaudet or Gaudete Sunday, which is uh, literally it's just Latin for rejoice, for joy. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that's actually this upcoming Sunday. Um, and you know, there's a it, it, the, and the whole point of it was in this time of of, of repentance when we're when we're considering our sin and the reason Christ became incarnate for us. Um, and then when we consider uh, our hope, also looking forward to when Christ will return, mm-hmm. you have joy. That mm-hmm. Christ came and did what he did for our sake. Um, and that Christ will come again to re- remake everything that there is. Um, and that he will actually bring the full joy of salvation to us. So, yeah, in this penitential season, there's also that joy that's there because we know as we come before the Lord saying, I'm, I, I'm a sinner, I messed up, I'm, mm-hmm. all this, uh, the joy is found that he has said, I know you are, and I've given my son for you. And you're forgiven, you're mine, go and sin no more, you know, be of good cheer, all those, you know, the, the, the joy that comes with that. Second thing that you brought up uh, about the the uh, the view 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 toward eternity, I, I think, because uh, I used this in a Bible study mm-hmm. uh, recently, and that is that is something that especially Advent points us towards that because we're looking forward to the King returning, correct, and which is eternity, um, but that our our mind as Christians are is really set on that, and it doesn't mean the present doesn't matter, no, but it does mean that. The future, our eternal future, is going to be so much more glorious than we can even imagine here. What Paul talks about in Romans 8, the present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed. And he says in Ephesians, right? To to him who's able to do far abundantly what we could ever ask or think, right? That far abundantly is because of the hope that's secured. Exactly. It's, you know, yeah, yeah, continue, sorry. so yeah, so I mean, it's it's always with with that in view, um, you know, and that's also. So I don't know if we want. To, I'll throw this in here; it's kind of random, but the the hymn "Joy to the World." Oh, it's, uh, been, it's been sitting in the back of my mind. Oh, okay, good, <laughs> good. So uh, that hymn, it's all uh, it's considered a Christmas hymn for some reason, um, but when you actually read it, it's actually about when Christ returns. So it's better suited as an Advent hymn, or you know, you know, some not actually his first coming, but at his, his second, second coming. Um, and because at that point there will be joy to the world, because the uh, he comes to make his blessings known, far as the curse is found. Well, what's that curse? Sin. Well, he's going to take it all away when he returns, and so there is true joy in that. And so that again, that's that view towards eternity. Um, that this is the joy that Christ brings. This is really interesting because this literally just resonated with me. <laughs> okay. Heaven and nature sing. Right. When will heaven and nature be put back into harmony again? Correct. Oh, ha light bulb. Right. Because right now creation longs with groanings, right. That are, you know, yeah. because of the sin that was impressed upon it by Adam's sin. Right. But yet when Christ comes again. Exactly. Exactly. And it will be, more i mean that's that's and that that's kind of another amazing Any, thing be, yeah. the, that you can kind of 
you know, there are bad things that happen in life, obviously. Um, but then there are also, you know, you go out and you, you see a sunrise and you mm-hmm. see the mountains. Uh, for some people that are crazy, they see snow. Uh, but anyways. There's a, <laughs> there, you could also talk about the, this week, specifically tonight, even though we recorded this a little bit earlier, there's a meteor shower that's okay. supposed yeah. to take place. Yeah, and, and so you, you witness all these mm-hmm. glories and this beauty that God has manifested in mm-hmm. creation, and then you go, that's just a taste. Oh, That's not even the I fullness know. of it. I know. Um, it's so, unbelievable. That's one yeah. of my favorite, like, this is going to be a little off topic, but not really, because it's, I, you can, you can't really be a good sunset or a good sunrise, right? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it just, it overwhelms you, it overtakes you. Yeah. Right. Which was one of the beautiful things about NTC, to be honest with you. You're in the mountains of California in the desert and you're just dirt everywhere. But every morning and every evening, the great artist just paints the sky for you. Yeah. Right. Which is incredible. Uh, same thing, though. Like, I love one of my things, especially when I was at Taylor University in Indiana, which has is just basically in the middle of farmland. Like, right. There's yeah. it's there's nothing there. Right. Like you just go outside and look and you see the stars. Yeah. My favorite activity, I've been a city boy my whole life, which probably plays into it. Right. But there's just nothing more awe inspiring to me than to just look and see the stars. Yeah. And that's just a glimpse. Yeah. Just a glimpse. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this hymn, uh, just because I think it's overplayed a lot, but you know, how great thou art. Um, when, you know, when I, an awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hand hath made. Did you I see the stars. honestly just say that you're not that big of a I, fan of how great thou art? I, I am not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like. It might be what? the best hymn. Oh, no. no let's, not, let's not go that far. If it's done the right way, holy I mean, it's, moly. It's, it's, it's fine. Um. I, that and is I, maybe I, the first thing that you have ever said <laughs> that I have honestly questioned. Uh, you, I'm shocked right now. <laughs> when Christ there shall come with shouts of acclamation. Yeah. Come well, on. Well, I, I mean, and the third verse, the third verse is is incredible. I will say that that um, God, his son not sparing, sent him to yeah. die. I scarce can take it in. I mean, that's, that is, that is true. And that, and that is, that is kind of this, you know, steamrolling verse of both. Oh my the, goodness. Uh, conviction about my sin, but then also the beauty of, of God's Christ, grace of, yeah. And the Christ's reason sacrifice. that our hope is secured and we can yes. have joy. Yes. Golly. Yes. But I just, I mean, I just be honest. It's just, I, I hear it so much and it's like, it's, oh, it's everybody man. else's favorite hymn, And it's just like, Okay, guys. Yeah, it's it's a fine hymn. It's I just, a great uh, hymn. Oh, How uh, has I've this been... devolved into an argument <laughs> over a hymn? But my, like, oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. You got to earn a little more respect with me now. Uh, I've I lost mean, some respect. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! But okay, back right. to joy. Right, so yeah. joy to the world. Great hymn. Yeah. yeah. Also, one that I've been hearing a lot because. I have like a 
a worship list that's just like Christmas songs, mm-hmm. um, which apparently this one's not, but it's on there. Right. Um, but there's a, a a recent artist that took Joy to the World and Joyful Joyful. Yeah. And I mean, right? We adore yep. him, God of glory, Lord of might, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> which gives us reason to be joyful is yep. because of who our king is. Um, but here's here's something that that came up, and I and I think that this is really. I don't I don't want to like be so dogmatic and say this is the defining factor, but like when we think about joy as compared to happiness, my happiness depends on what I do. Mm-hmm. My joy is dependent completely on somebody else, right? And that somebody else is jesus christ exactly there is no joy apart from that and and that's where i think like and that's where i try to when when i ever have this conversation with people about happiness like we shouldn't chase happiness because all happiness is is the circumstance that's right in front of your face correct because the moment you feel happy and something goes wrong you're no longer happy correct but if you have joy that is completely outside of yourself. That is something that is outside your control. That is something that you just sit back and you su- literally surrender to. Yeah. Yeah. Then regardless of what circumstance changes, there's still joy. Yeah. Because your hope is secured. Yeah. I, I think that's an excellent point that, you know, happiness, and, and this is kind of like, um, you know, well, it's, it's related to, to all the things that are fleeting in life is that they oftentimes depend on me and my circumstances, whereas joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control, all those things are actually dependent upon someone outside of me, someone yeah. giving that, working that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the... Which is why I get so irritated, and maybe I get too passionate about it. I don't know. We've talked about this a little bit about, like, kind of, we've tossed around the idea of a new reformation or, like, needing to actually, like, not recreate, but in the example of Martin Luther with biblical truth being, like, here I stand. It's why I get so irritated about people that would distort, you know, the gospel, which yeah. we should get irritated about, but like <laughs> yeah. it's like the everybody the, the the curse of the world, obviously being sin, is let me chase what feels good. Yes, and happiness yep. feels good. Joy yeah. doesn't necessarily always feel good, right? right. But it's still comforting. Yeah, it's not yeah. always comfortable, but Correct. it's comforting. Correct, right? And that's why, like, I'm just like, man, like. Can I shake you for a second? Because stop. Like, yeah. When Jesus bids you come and die, he does not make everything automatically better. Right. He bids you come and die so that he may live through you and ultimately be your joy. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what he says that my joy may be in you. What was that? Joy may be full. And complete. Isn't isn't it Paul that writes about his joy being complete? What's the yeah. quote by Bonhoeffer, which I know doesn't fit joy necessarily, but he says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and come die. Come and die. Yeah. Is that the, okay. that's, uh, yeah. That's where uh, about, it was like floating around in my head. <laughs> I was like, yeah, about being, said being, being a disciple. And yeah, the, uh, we live in a culture that 
you know, it's is so, so instantaneous. It's, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly yep. what it is. Is it's, it's, I, I, it's instant, instant gratification. gratification and it's, and it's just this immediate happiness that is fleeting. And that's why, and we've talked about this in other capacities that it's, it's like, okay, you know, you get a hit of it here and then you just keep trying to get it. But then you realize right. that that's not sufficient enough. Um, whereas joy is something different where it's just, it is, and it yeah. is sufficient. <laughs> um, it, and, it's almost like, I mean, you, you talk about people chasing happiness, almost like a drug addict. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, that's, that's the terminology exactly. that we're using here, right? right? You get that hit of dopamine, you got to keep chasing it in order to get that high. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and, ma'am. And then when, when you hit that streak of not, su- not such happy things, then you're kind of wondering what, what's going what did on. I do wrong. What's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. And, and there's... we wonder why our society is so depressed, right? And I'm not right. trying to make yeah. light of of depression or, or or anything like that because I those are real things and we need to talk about them. And and if you feel like you're alone or on an island, like please get help. But let's also look at the actions that we are taking in our life. Why why yeah. do we feel unhappy? Well, well, we're chasing the wrong thing, right? Well, and that's and there's a and this really gets down to. Uh, in a in a in a very real sense, you cannot experience true joy without Christ. No, hundred percent, you only, can't. Only you know all the other joyous things that you might experience; those are only again kind of the 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 taste or the the fleeting things. Um, but it's only found in Christ. And I I I I, I think the argument could that. just be made that you can't have joy. Period. Until you are found in Christ, yeah, I would say true joy, absolutely. I, I Everything mean, it, else it, is is happiness circumstantially. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, uh, yeah, I would write that, right? Yeah, and and but the kind of the, the the reason I say that is because when you realize that you are a creature who is out of sync with the Creator, yeah, um, which we call sin, yeah, then the only way that that can be rectified is Jesus Christ. Correct. And that the only true joy is found in him when he reconciles you to the father. Um, Correct. And, and so there's, there, there is a real sense. And, and that's, uh, you know, and, and when I say that for those who go through bouts of depression and anxiety and whatever, it, I'm not saying that this is going to completely Solve end it. that, no. but if you're not finding that true joy in Christ, that true hope secured, well, then all the other solutions to those issues are going to fail. Yeah. That, that's just, and, and unfortunately, what ends up happening is when those fail, they end up pushing you down farther into those, those holes. Um, whereas when you, Realize who Christ is and what He's done for you, yeah. um, and realize what He has promised for you. Then that, that reshapes everything, and again, that gets back to that view toward eternity. Because now, instead of the circumstances dictating who I am, how I feel, all of that, all of a sudden, it's wait a second. God's going to to give me eternal life, new life, without sorrow, 
without anguish, without pain, without suffering. He's going to wipe away our tears. Um, that's, you know, that you can't compare with that. And that's, I, I really think that, that that's a, again, when Christians display that type of joy that ends up I, typically you know, having an effect on the people around them. And then mm-hmm. they can come alongside of those who are going through the tough times and saying, hey, here's still the promise that's for you. And we're going to be with you and help you walk through this. And most importantly, God is with you. Emmanuel, God with yeah. us. Christ, mm-hmm. um, who's given himself for you and who now you know, has given you the Holy Spirit. If you, you trust in him. Um, and this, and he will continue to work things out for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So there's, there's a, a real sense of until you get into that track, if you will, or in that, yeah, in that, that track, that groove, you will not find true joy. In fact, you probably won't have joy, period. And I, and I think that you have, um, kind of hit the nail on the head and it's one of those things that we especially in this season of advent right you brought up emmanuel right and and that's one of the main things i've been teaching my kids through through advent is what does emmanuel mean and why is it important right and um we just had our sunday night last sunday night we had our um evening in december is what we call it and it's basically an opportunity for like um, the choir to sing like a musical and people come and do Christmas stuff. Right. And just another opportunity for us to celebrate. And um, our, our choir did a song in that musical that was O Come O Come Emmanuel with this song um, that looks like it was done by Chris Tomlin called Even So Come. Mm-hmm. And so it's O Come O Come Emmanuel. Right. Um, and, and then like there's this part that that even so come part was like a bride waiting for her groom will be a church that's ready for you every heart longing for our king we sing even so come lord jesus come right and and that since i heard that song sunday night it has it's been on repeat this entire week because i just it it just completely wrecked me with <laughs> O Come O Come Emmanuel and yeah. those like that that just like thought of there is an advent coming. Yeah. And as a bride waits for her groom, yeah. we need to be a church that's ready for you. Well, how can we be that church that's ready for our groom that is coming? Joy. Yeah. Joy. Yeah. Well and that's and and the O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, the refrain, rejoice, rejoice. Yes. Emmanuel shall come to thee or to you, O Israel. And it's, it, it is beautiful because it is, it's still, even now rejoice because the promise is he will come for you. Um, and that, yes. yeah, it, it, and it's, it's awesome. Um, and that does give us joy, even in the midst of, frustrating circumstances that was and that was kind of the um you know the, in my my sermon on uh first thessalonians 5 that was kind of the turn of it's like 
when you're looking for these things inside yourself, it all the all the all the exhortations that Paul gives you: rejoice, pray without ceasing, give thanks. If you're looking at yourself, going, uh, I just can't do this. That's that's always or that's always what you're going to find is I don't mm-hmm. rejoice well enough, I don't pray enough, mm-hmm. and I don't give thanks enough. But then when you say, wait a second, look at what Christ has done for me, and you turn your eyes outside of yourself, turn your eyes to eternity, um, turn your eyes to Jesus, which is something else I want to talk about, um, then you can't help but giving thanks and praising and praying and rejoicing. So the other thing, that, as we were talking, um, the verse that, that, that came to mind was, let us fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our, of faith. our faith. Yes. Okay. Who, for the joy yeah. set before him, yeah. endured the cross. And you and think about it. death, even death on a cross. Exactly. Yeah. You think about, that's what, I mean, for the joy that was set before him, the joy of winning salvation for all of his creatures, the joy of reconciling, he mm-hmm. endured death. And, you know, that there's a real sense of, that joy that that the author of Hebrews is talking about at that point is you and mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and and everyone else. And so you just go, holy cow, that this was this was his delight was to go through this for us, and that he gives it to us free. Anyway, yeah, I, I just I no I'm. It's such a it's such a good topic because there's so many people that are searching and there's so many people that are hurting and there's so many people that are ailing and it's and I again I, I don't wanna to gloss over the hurt. I don't wanna right. minimize or make light of the hurt. I don't want people to sit there and think, Oh, well yeah, easier said than done. Well I get that, right? And that's what we do, like literally this is what this show, we just talk, right? But hopefully through prayer and through the Holy Spirit and through the working of God and the grace that he gives us, you can start to understand that there's more to what we experience here on this life than just happiness. There's an actual joy that is the knowledge of and the trust in your hope secured and it's nothing that you can do to secure it. Yeah. There's nothing that we can do because anything that we can do, Isaiah tells us our, our, our good works are as filthy rags before right. God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want hope in a filthy rag. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there is one, as Coleman just said, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith, whose joy can be made complete in us. By coming and following him. Yep. Take up your cross. Follow him daily. And become his disciple. And yeah, and find that joy in, yes. in all that he gives you. Because that's the, and when we start to think, again, this is the view toward eternity, but kind of in the other direction. Eternity past. Mm-hmm. God, there was no, there was no compulsion on God to do anything. He's mm-hmm. God. But out of his love, out of his creative, whatever, he said, I'm going to make the world, and I'm going to make human beings. 
And even though they're going to rebel against me, I'm going to send my son for them because I want them. I love them. It's mine. Um, and, and you go, that's who, yeah. And and when you realize that that's who your God is. Yes. Um, and this is what he's done for you. You just, yeah, you just, you bask in that and you go, Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder, consider all the things. Wait, (laughs) yeah. Wait, how, how great are you? And so, yeah, it's fine. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. It's, a, it's a it's a fine hymn. It's a great <laughs> hymn. <laughs> so, um, Talk about but, words but, mattering, right? Yeah, like right. the lyrics to that song are fantastic. But yeah. but I, but that brings up an interesting point when you talk about eternity past. Yeah, we talk about hope secured. Yeah, it's not something that needs to be secured now. It's right. been secured because yeah. Jesus stood as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Right, like that hope and, has been secured from eternity past exactly it was then ultimately secured at the cross of jesus christ and his resurrection over death cell sin hell and the grave his extension up to the father and then now here we are with this secured hope that can can be had yeah and and we're just looking for the day when he comes comes back back and he makes all things new makes all things right as a bride waiting for her groom yeah. the anticipation yeah and, and and for those especially those who are struggling you know whatever it is that's going on um you know it, the reality that jesus will make things right and he's already proven this because he rose mm-hmm. that's that that's the other thing is like when we when we talk about the the cross is where everything is secured and finished that's what he Correct. cries out but it's the resurrection that says, I told you, yeah. I, I, I can keep my word. I, I am who I said I am. I, I, he he I, was I, who he said he was. Yeah. <laughs> we are uh, who they thought. They right. were who they thought they were. Yeah. No, but, but, but that's, I mean, that's literally the response in the garden when the women come to, like, yeah. did he not tell you that he would rise again? Right. Right? Yeah. And, and, and even, like, and I get it, right? Like, Thomas, right? I won't believe until I see see the hands and and, yeah, and yeah. the feet. Like, okay, aptly named Doubting Thomas. I get that. But he also asked, like, good questions. I think he kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap throughout yeah. the scripture, yeah, right? I, like, yeah. people making fun of Peter getting out of the boat and sinking, and it's like, why are we not making fun of the other 11 knuckleheads that are— Yeah, knuckleheads yeah. that didn't even get out of the boat. <laughs> right. But, like, okay, I get, I get Thomas being like, hold on, like, I yep. just want to like confirm what I get that. But at the same time to what you're saying, like, were you not with him when he was saying the son of man's yeah. going to die? But then three days later, just right. like Jonah was in the belly of the whale, I right. will rise again. And then you're like shocked on that Sunday morning when <laughs> right. the tomb's empty. Yeah. I don't want to be a chronological snob because I right. probably would have been the same. As, no, I, as we Thomas, all would have. Right. Like we would have been like, hold we, on. I got to see like, yeah, you know, but yeah, that that is the hope secured. Yeah, like Jesus said exactly what was going to happen, and he did it. Yeah, I don't know about you, but there, I mean, everybody in everybody at some point lets somebody else down. Yeah. We've all experienced letdown from probably everybody or anybody in our lives. 
But there is one person who has never failed at right. anything they have done, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, who is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And that is the hope secured. Yeah. Oh. We could, yeah. I mean, there's no better season than Advent, this arrival <laughs> and uh, the awaiting yeah. arrival of Christ than to say, take part in that joy. Yeah. Like be be part of that joy. Understand that that joy because you can't secure it on your own. It's already secured by the cross of Jesus Christ and validated by the resurrection. Vindicated, yeah. Vindicated I mean, by the resurrection, maybe yeah. is a better word. And this is the season that we are celebrating. I guess the start of that promise, right? Of his yeah. descent to earth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his, yeah. And, and that is the emphasis in terms of Christmas that Christ and, and, and we've talked, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, Christ becomes incarnate for our sake. Uh, it's, that's actually, um, in the Nicene, Nicene Creed, um, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven mm-hmm. um, and was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and born, uh, yeah, incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. But it's, he, he comes for that reason. He mm-hmm. comes not to stay as a babe in the manger, although cute, cuddly, puts on a great, you know, makes, it, makes for good pageantry in churches and all that stuff. But he comes to grow to live perfectly before his father, to be righteous um, for our sake, and ultimately to go to the cross mm-hmm. uh, where he reconciles the world to God the Father by his bloodshed. And, you know, we can't, we can't miss that thread too no. when we realize that this is the reason he came down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and there will be, and when he comes again, it will be to finally remove all of uh, sin and evil and death and all the the things that we experience now yep. that mm-hmm. that show the brokenness of creation and show our own brokenness for that matter mm-hmm. um, there's no better time than right now to celebrate and to find that joy which again joy to find is the knowledge of or the trust in our hope secured which is secured by Jesus Christ. So in this season of joy, from Uncultured Dad and the Two Chaps Pod, during this Advent season, make it a season of joy with your families, with your extended families, with your church community. Be joyous, because you have a hope that's secured. We will see you guys next week. He's Coleman. I'm AJ. And as we say always, what, Coleman? Stay. Uncultured. Man, that kicked in. I sent you that song. You gotta listen to that song. Uh, it, I email? emailed it to you. Okay. It's a YouTube link. It's it's <laughs> the did you see the subject line I put? <laughs> it's a must listen. Yeah. Must I'm telling you like <laughs> I don't know I don't know how music affects you and you can play yeah. it while I'm oh, while yeah. I'm talking. I don't care. Right. But like I music gets me I like it's my like it's my comfort. Like I always have music going. I I got to quote Luther because I didn't do it in the podcast. Well, the podcast is still going for those on Apple and Spotify. That's true.
Luther said, next to the word of God, music is the greatest gift given to us. I 100% agree with that. Um, and obviously I have diverse things that I listen to, but like since, man, really since we started having these conversations about God's will and me actively looking to get back into to church ministry and, and that kind of stuff, like I haven't, I haven't listened to anything but like Christian good worship, right? And mm -hmm. this song, every time I hear it, I don't care what time of day it is, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it, it is so so good. Yeah. Um, it's set to a modern beat, but the the lyrics are there, and it's. Yeah. I mean, when they get to that part where it's like. Just as a bride waits for her groom. Oh man. Yeah. That's, it. Shout. That's man, that's such beautiful imagery. I know. Um, I mean, and it is and then because so one of the things like and I always talk about well when we were talking about uh, view towards eternity and yeah. we talk about worship and like there is a and uh, you know, this is this is particular uh, in the Lutheran tradition. This is this is also true of Roman Catholicism and uh, Anglican and much Orthodox mm -hmm. uh, churches as well, but the worship there is supposed to mimic eternity. It's supposed to like it, it's supposed to be so strange that it it kind of shocks you to think, oh, this is what it could look like in eternity, because mm -hmm. um, a lot of it comes from what what is in the Revelation. But one of the things that that goes with it, and these in all the churches, and granted, there's going to be different understandings on this, and you know, I, I'm obviously going to come down and say the Lutheran is the correct understanding of this. But when we take take communion, uh, we call it the foretaste of the feast to come, the marriage feast of the Lamb in His kingdom, yeah. which has no end. And so you, it's so all you that you guys it, serve Chick Fil A at communion because that's going to be <laughs> yeah. at the marriage feast. <laughs> that's always my uh, joke. I'm like feast of Feast of fatted meats and fine wines. I, that's uh, so, um, but but yeah, it 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 takes all of that and and just wraps it all yeah. up and says, yeah, just like I mean, you're you know, um, and there's the Psalms that talk about the bride waiting in the mm -hmm. vestibule to hear the bridegroom, um, the joy of the 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 ten uh, the five wise virgins mm -hmm. that are brought into the wedding feast, and then. Yeah, obviously, then like Ephesians five, but then also the picture in Revelation of the New Jerusalem coming down like a bride adorned and with yeah. righteousness, and you're just like. And I think that we've lost a little bit of that imagery in our churches, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, and and maybe that coincides with why we've kind of lost our way as far as like biblical manhood and what a husband and what a father is, is because we're not. Like, ultimately, what's it mean to be a biblical man? Model Jesus, because he is the groom of the church, right? Yeah. You know? Um, well, and, 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 I, and I want to jump in no, right on that. You're good. I wonder, I wonder if also we've forgotten that because we thought things were so good in our own country. <laughs> like, I, I mean, seriously, right. like that, that we were, we were making progress and we, you know, we thought, you know. This is this is heaven on earth. I mean, I guess, and and we we lost the. Whereas 
in other countries where it is, you know, a third world country or whatever, mm-hmm. then the images of of a better future, particularly given yeah. in Christ, become so much more powerful. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> To steal from Jim Harbaugh, right? Like the echo of the American <laughs> is who's got it better than us, right? Yeah. Which which is true of American arrogance in a lot of ways, right? Like we feel like we're the best country on the earth, which, I mean, look, I don't want to live anywhere else. I love this country. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. But it, it goes back to, I mean, it, it's what Wolf and Mueller wrote in that the uh as American, American Christianity, Christianity failed, mm-hmm. and it's the same thought that I've been having. Like I've been like thinking about this. I've got like I always get these ideas for books, and I like write them down, and then I am working on everything else. <laughs> so I can never. But it's like the gospel versus the American dream. Yeah, right. Which is true. Like the American dream. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Work as hard as you can. Retire and live you know, indulgently. The gospel says, come and die. Right. Well, there and, is and, a stark difference between that, and, but what we and, have done is we have we have taken this American dream and wove it into our theology. I, I agree. I've got a mansion over uh, yeah. a, on a hill, whatever the <laughs> hymn is, because that's my least favorite. You want to talk about a hymn I don't like? It's yeah. that dog on one, because I'm like, can we actually translate the Greek here and and yeah. actually go back to the original, <laughs> like the earlier yeah. manuscripts that are more accurate because they're closer to the time that they were written? Rooms, yeah, rooms, well, not a mansion on a, you know, yeah. or like, you know, I remember I I'm I'm dead serious when I say this. I remember in Sunday school when I was younger, like maybe like seven eight years old, and okay, I'm not bagging on Sunday school teachers, right? Because they're volunteers. They don't know any better. I think churches need to do a better job of training their Sunday school teachers. That's a discussion for another time. But I specifically remember a Sunday school teacher telling us, heaven is like doing whatever you enjoy doing for all of eternity. What do you love doing? Playing baseball. We play baseball for all of eternity. And I'm like, (laughs) and I sit back and I reflect on that and I go, no, that is absolutely not correct. Like, Sure, there might be remnants of it that are correct, because ultimately when we see God face to face, our desire is going to be to worship him and to bring him glory. So we will be doing whatever we want to do for all of eternity. But it's not like I'm not playing golf for all of eternity. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Well, so there's two two things on that. So I'll I'll pick up like a big retirement party. Yeah. Well, it is it is it is it's exactly what you're saying that when we see him face to face. So, you know, um. When we talk about the, the uh, and I forget which, which psalm it is exactly, but it's, it's a, I will give you the desire of your heart. We tend to think of like, oh, that's like a, a wish that I receive. No, it's actually, he's going to get rid of all the sin that corrupts our hearts. <laughs> and so that we'll actually have the right desire. Correct. And, and so, or it's like in the gospels when Jesus says, like, you ask, you, you have not because you ask not or ask and it shall be given to you. Right. Like though it, it's like, we can see how it gets distorted into a prosperity gospel, hundred percent right. for sure. Yep. But it's like, no, <laughs> that is yep. the, like if I ask God for a million dollars, I'm not going to have a million dollars tomorrow. Now, <laughs> I can pray in faith and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I yep. get all of that, but at the same time, yep. what is the desire of my heart? Right, 
and 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 even that praying that ends up changing you versus versus God. And that's what I mean. Right. That's why Jesus teaches us to pray, like right. why He gives us Our Father who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your, that right. is the like, ultimate petition that everything yeah. else that follows builds up to. Yeah. Your kingdom come, your will be done, is so that God's name will be hallowed. Exactly. Give us this day our daily bread so that God's name will be hallowed. Yeah. Deliver us from evil so that God's name will be hallowed. Right. Give us our sin so that God's name will be hallowed. Like, yeah. That yeah. is our whole purpose. Yeah. And and to go back to the um, the American interweaving yeah. um, the, theology, the and whereas, you know, whereas, yeah, Americans, it's like, Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Do you know? Put your best, all, all that forward, stuff. Yeah. Work, work, work. All, all those Retire. things. And Christianity says no, die. And it's not simply just die because it's that's what Jesus wants. Right. He's saying die because I want to give you something more. Life. Exactly. And, and life abundantly. Right. And it's and more it's than in, we could ever ask or think. <laughs> correct. And it's until we reach that point. Of going, oh, God actually wants to give this to yes, me. and yes. I, I don't have to work. Where I no, the, the reason I work is because He's given it to me, right? And, and, and so it's that reversal of oh my you know, goodness, yeah. And, I want and, you- and like for the sake of oversimpl- oversimplify, because I don't want to oversimplify, and I don't want to be that guy that's like, don't be an idiot, right? <laughs> but at the same time, like, why have we made this so complicated? Because it, uh, well, I, I you mean, know what I mean, like. Well, yeah, and the answer, the answer is the answer is sin. I, I, I mean, I, ultimately, I know. yes, but, yeah. The, the just like Jesus is the Sunday school answer for literally every question that <laughs> yeah. Sunday school teacher asks. Yeah. Sin is also the the negative answer in the <laughs> like that is the, the reason for all the, yeah, the mess. Yeah, I get it, but but yeah, it, it's it it's it's hard. Uh, one. Well, it is. It's hard because of sin. But the question is, how does that sin make it difficult? Well, again, it desires we, the thing that it, I yeah, want to do. I don't do, and the thing that exactly. I don't want to do, I continue to right. do. And, and we we cannot forget there is an enemy that's out there. He's still ro- roaming around, prowling like a roaring lion, seeking someone who, seeking whom he will devour. Yep. And 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 he's had so much practice, and his minions have had so much practice over you know millennia to to easily just you know because that that's that's really um the difficulty yeah. with with the christian faith is satan will not come at you just like full blast and you know mm. it's not a full it's not a frontal assault like it is in war no it's the subversive spy mole that's in your organization or whatever yeah. that's that's in that is well, just i mean slowly and- and then, honestly, like the brilliance of C.S. Lewis, I think captured that fantastically mm-hmm. in the screw tape letters. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It was not like a full on assault, but it was like, can get him doubt. Can we get mm-hmm. him to question? Can we get him yeah. to, you know? And, and it was it was little chinks. Yeah, you know, and, but but ultimately, it's what we talked about tonight. It's can we get him to doubt that hope that's secured? Correct. Can we get him to question that hope that's secured? Yeah, and I think that's like the fundamental thing for us, right? Is like if we can understand as Christians, it's secure, mm-hmm. and it will never be unsecure. Right. You would have to take a time it, it makes, machine, pull the nails out of the cross, 
And but even yeah. like we were talking, even you'd have to go back to eternity <laughs> past right. when you wouldn't even exist, right? Like, yeah. like it, it's so secure, and it's it's um. Man, I had a thought and then I lost it. Doggone it! But it, it, yeah, like just knowing, like it's it's not difficult, but it is because of sin, right? Like it right. is, and that's but Man, that's that like but but that's that daily repentance. That's, but but that's, that's also that's also why I think. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is like knowing that that hope is secure. This goes into the whole like sovereignty of god predestination election all that stuff that we can get into another time because <laughs> we're over an hour here but yeah. like i've had people talk to me because they know where i stand on this stuff like i'm not shy about it right i'm I'm not going to be because yeah. i i believe it's true and here's where i stand right yeah. this is who i believe god is and who he's revealed himself to be in scripture he's the sovereign king and his will will be done and people have asked me like uh, different questions that, that ultimately lead to my answer. I don't really worry. Yeah. Like because of the theology that I hold, I don't really stress out. I mean, I get stressed, right? Because of, of things that pile up and stuff, but like ultimately I don't worry about things. And I think that's joy. Correct. That's hundred percent. That's because when, yeah. So the like, the definition of like we were talking about the hope and the trust and not or hope secured the per, the product of that is not worry. Well, yeah, and like I we were having this discussion the other night. Jess and I were um because we were kind of getting into this type of theology talk, right? Because I got a buddy, I love him to death, but anytime that he gets to like poke me about it, he will. Right. Um, and and he. No, I don't know anything. I don't know anybody like that. No. Yeah, you do. But it's not you. That's not who I'm talking right, about. Yeah. But he he always makes fun of like he always tries to make fun of like, oh, must have been predestined. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was right? <laughs> right. And so Jess was like her and I were talking about that as far as like salvation goes and all of that. And. And she goes, so like basically like God chooses, chose who would be saved. And I go, yeah, that's true. But then there's also the negative side of that, that like by making a choice, there's also, you know, when you choose something, you inadvertently don't choose something else. Right. Like, like there is, I understand that that gets into like the double predestination aspect of things and all that. I'm not going there, but by I, I and so I said, like, take our three kids for instance. If God chose to give grace to Jack and Nora, but not Teddy, humanly speaking, right? Yeah, that's devastating. Which is a huge hurdle for m everybody in my circles, right? Yeah. And is often the argument that they will make to me. Mm -hmm. And like I told Jess, and I often respond to them. I know that it's a tough saying, but does it make him any less God? Right. You, right? Like, yeah. if, well, if, if he chose to, his, his yeah. wrath is being glorified in this instance, and his grace is being glorified, and justice is being glorified in this instance. Like, it, it, who are we to say, 
I can't serve a God like that. Right. And so that's where, that's where you have to go. So when we start asking questions like that and thinking about that, we tend to focus on ourselves, ourselves. and, and the, that's the problem. And you say, cause that's, that's God's will. That's, it, it, that's, that's hidden again. The, you know, that's, that's stuff we can't get into. He sees through um, glass dimly, right? There's you all know, that. And that's, that's, you know, so that's, that's kind of behind the curtain where you do go instead is what does he reveal? Right. Christ. Well, who are we predestined in? Who are we elected in? Who are we all these things in? Christ. Well, do I believe that? Do I have faith Correct. in that? Do I trust this, that, that Christ has done this for me? Well, then guess what? You're elect. That's how it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, 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 and I, I know I ultimately went behind the curtain by saying that because that's never anything. But I'm just, I just sit here and I think like, to, because yeah. a lot of times, like, that's the argument that people make. And I've heard people say, like, I can't serve a God that would do that. And I'm like, Duh. <laughs> again, uh, that's that, that that's a problematic statement because you're making yourself yeah. the arbiter, right, of how hope is secured, right, right, exactly. And 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 my favorite thing is to say is okay. So let's let's think about this. When it comes to choice, ultimately, do you believe that God is sovereign? Well, yes, of course, I believe that God is sovereign. So then, do you believe that sovereign gods or a sovereign god yeah. would react? They're like, what do you mean? And I go, well, you are choosing, which therefore is making him react to give you grace, which ultimately makes your choice more sovereign right. than him. And they're like, well, I, but, huh? And I'm like, if if we think about it in those terms, that's what you know. Yeah, I don't know. We've gotten way yeah. into the weeds on this, and well, this is all no. podcast that we have to do <laughs> at some point because somebody <laughs> legitimately did ask us this question, but we need to spend more than ten minutes on it. Yeah, but that's well, that's kind of like that's where this whole joy thing comes down. Yeah, right. If, if I'm the one that has to secure my joy, then guess what? Ain't gonna happen. Every day I'm going to be worried about it, which is yeah. by definition not joy. Right. Yes. <laughs> but if I trust in a sovereign God who is eternally faithful and has shown himself yeah. to be ultimately good, yeah, then my joy is secured because my hope is in him. Uh, and it, it makes I like I, I told Jess when we were having that conversation. I don't worry about things. Like we we we're at a crossroads right now. Like, not that we're stuck or things are bad, but we're like, what's next? Right. I, I have a very strong desire to be serving a local church, teaching all the time, because that's where God's gifted me, and that's where I, that's where I just know I need to be. Yeah. And she, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever comes is going to be whatever we need to be doing right because god is the sovereign god that is i don't worry about it i'm not on a daily basis checking email going oh my gosh like when's this going to happen like yeah. it's going to happen when the sovereign god decrees that it happens right like <laughs> yeah. when the the situation presents itself so yeah it's 
It is joy, though. Like, not worrying. Yeah. Being comforted. Yeah. And, like, I'm not, I'm not an overly emotional person anyway. Like, Jack, a couple weeks ago, Jack was like, Mom, I've seen you cry, but I haven't seen Dad cry. <laughs> and I, and there's one of my favorite novels is uh, Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three by Stephen King. Right. I told we've talked mm-hmm. about this book. Yep. But the book opens and is said throughout a couple of times, "I'm not a crying man." Right. And I told Jack that I was like, I, yeah. I don't have those, like, even when like my grandmother died, who I was very close to, I. N- didn't cry right and i don't know if that lack of emotion is because of i'm like okay i have a sovereign god and why would i cry for nan when she's around the throne right you know what i mean like and maybe that's like people are probably going to psychoanalysis that and (laughs) and tell me that i need like deep therapy or whatever but i'm just like i'm i'm good like i don't yeah no i uh, i mean i it's i i would just what was the quote by jesus where he says uh don't fear those who can destroy the body right. but fear him who can destroy the soul both body right. and soul and both sides yeah. yeah like yeah. okay I'll, I'll fear him and well, whatever you guys do to me here yeah his and, glory and uh, and I'll just throw this out because I, ultimately all these, when God reveals that he that he elects and that he chooses and that he predestines and that he justifies and he sanctifies and he you know calls and all those things, he's doing that for the comfort and the yes. joy of the believer. Yeah. So that that it's so that it, again it reminds us. What can it can separate rests. us from the love of God. Correct. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Death or powers and, or principalities. Right. Like, and, and, that, no. and, that, and, that, and that God will not go back on his word. Yeah. He will not break that promise to you. And so when we, again, just kind of get, die and we just say, okay, God, you be God. Yep. I'm and I'll be, be me. I'll yep. be your creature. And when God says, I've given my son for you, I justify you. Mm-hmm. I give my grace to you. I bring about faith. I bring you to life by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That you trust me, and I promise you, I'm going to raise you on the last day, and I'm going to give you the eternal joy um, that awaits all who trust in Him. Mm-hmm. Then you just go, "All right, Sounds amen." Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, for those that have stuck around, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, rabbit trail. <laughs> there will be more on it because it was specifically asked to us this week that we discuss thoughts on this and we'll get into that more probably at the first of the year because we've got Christmas coming up yeah. which will be our next week's podcast show. I'm sure yeah. we will talk about Christmas because it'll be the last one before Christmas. Good Christmas hymns. We could talk about that. And then uh, we'll see you all in the new year as well. He's Coleman and I'm AJ. This is the Two Chaps Pod. We appreciate y'all sticking around, subscribing, and doing all that. But hey, share it with a friend who needs to know what joy is because there's no greater message for the world than the knowledge of and the trust in their hope being secured through Jesus Christ. We'll see y'all next week. And as always, stay uncultured. 
Hey everybody, I just want to thank you once again for spending some time with the Two Chaps Pod today. If you're on YouTube, make sure that you've liked and subscribed to our channel. Pound that bell for notifications so you can be notified when our latest content drops. If you're on social media, we are all over the place, including the brand new threads from Meta. And I do want to remind you, for longer content, including pre-show and post-show audio, make sure you've subscribed on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the Two Chaps Pod, and until then, stay uncultured.